Part four, propositions forty-six to fifty of the Ethics by Spinoza. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Meilinger. The Ethics by Benedict Spinoza, translated by R. H. M. Alves. Part four, propositions forty-six to fifty. Proposition forty-six. He, who lives under the guidance of reason, endeavours, as far as possible, to render back love or kindness, for other men's hatred, anger, contempt, etc., towards him. Proof. All emotions of hatred are bad. Part 4. Proposition 45. Corollary 1. Therefore, he who lives under the guidance of reason will endeavour, as far as possible, to avoid being assailed by such emotions. Part 4. Proposition 19. Consequently, he will also endeavour to prevent others being so assailed. Part 4. Proposition 37. But hatred is increased by being reciprocated, and can be quenched by love. Part 3. Proposition 43. So that hatred may pass into love. Part 3. Proposition 44. Therefore, he who lives under the guidance of reason will endeavour to repay hatred with love, that is, with kindness. Quod erot demonstrandum. Note. He who chooses to avenge words with hatred is assuredly wretched, but he who strives to conquer hatred with love fights his battle in joy and confidence. He withstands many as easily as one, and has very little need of fortune's aid. Those whom he vanquishes yield joyfully, not through failure, but through increase in their powers. All these consequences follow so plainly from the mere definitions of love and understanding, that I have no need to prove them in detail. Proposition 47. Emotions of hope and fear cannot be in themselves good. Proof. Emotions of hope and fear cannot exist without pain. For fear is pain. Definition of the emotions, 13 and hope, definition of the emotions, explanation 12 and 13, cannot exist without fear. Therefore, part 4, proposition 41, these emotions cannot be good in themselves, but only in so far as they can restrain excessive pleasure. Part 4, proposition 43. Quod demonstrandum. Note. We may add that these emotions show defective knowledge and an absence of power in the mind. For the same reason confidence, despair, joy and disappointment are signs of a want of mental power. For although confidence and joy are pleasurable emotions, they nevertheless imply a preceding pain, namely, hope and fear. Wherefore the more we endeavour to be guided by reason, the less do we depend on hope. We endeavour to free ourselves from fear and, as far as we can, to dominate fortune, directing our actions by the sure counsels of wisdom. Proposition 48. The emotions of over-esteem and disparagement are always bad. Proof. These emotions, see definition of the emotions, 21 and 22, are repugnant to reason, and are therefore, part 4, propositions 26 and 27, bad. Quodero demonstrandum. Proposition 49. Overesteem is apt to render its object proud. 
Proof. If we see that any one rates us too highly, for love's sake, we are apt to become elated. Part 3. Proposition 41. Or to be pleasurably affected. Definition of the emotions. 30. The good which we hear of ourselves we readily believe. Part 3. Proposition 25. And therefore, for love's sake, rate ourselves too highly. In other words, we are apt to become proud. Quote Arad Demonstrandum. Proposition 50. Pity in a man who lives under the guidance of reason is in itself bad and useless. Proof. Pity, definition of the emotions, 18, is a pain, and therefore, part 4, proposition 41, is in itself bad. The good effect which follows, namely, our endeavor to free the object of our pity from misery, is an action which we desire to do solely at the dictation of reason. Part 4, proposition 37. Only at the dictation of reason are we able to perform any action, which we know for certain to be good. Part 4. Proposition 27. Thus, in a man who lives under the guidance of reason, pity in itself is useless and bad. Quoderat demonstrandum. Note. He who rightly realizes that all things follow from the necessity of the divine nature, and come to pass in accordance with the eternal laws and rules of nature, will not find anything worthy of hatred, derision, or contempt, nor will we bestow pity on anything, but to the utmost extent of human virtue he will endeavor to do well, as the saying is, and to rejoice. We may add that he, who is easily touched with compassion, and is moved by another's sorrow or tears, often does something which he afterwards regrets, partly because we can never be sure that an action caused by emotion is good, partly because we are easily deceived by false tears. I am in this place expressly speaking of a man living under the guidance of reason. He who is moved to help others neither by reason nor by compassion is rightly styled inhuman, for, part 3, proposition 27, he seems unlike a man. End of part 4, propositions 46 to 50.